Welcome to Audacity Works, a podcast inspired by and dedicated to the working artist, the creative entrepreneur, and generally doing the damn thing. This exists on the premise that the world belongs to those who have the audacity to believe that their lives have value. This is for you. Hi friends, welcome to Audacity Works. I am your host, Rachel Strickland, and this is episode 14, and it's all about magic and in bulk. And yeah, I'm going to explain to you what that means. In case you don't already know, I think a lot of you probably do. Because when I turned 40 uh, last June, I sent out a request uh, through my email list, through Instagram. Um, what I wanted for my birthday was to know, what do you what do you want to learn from me? Like, uh, why are you here? And I was very surprised by the sheer volume of responses I got. We're like, we want to we want to hear about magic. We want to know what you know about magic, how you think about it, and like, what are your spiritual practices? I was not expecting this response at all, um, but I got it. Like, I would say at least forty percent, if not fifty, of the responses um, were uh, talk to us about magic. I'm like, um, okay, so. Now I'm going to do that. We're going to take a little break from our regularly scheduled programming about um, entrepreneurism and being a working artist. I feel that they go very much hand in hand with each other. So if we uh, talk about magic in the modern sense, and I'm not talking about sleight of hand, uh, I'm not talking about magic in that way, how it would be in a stage. However, um, there's a lot of really poor definitions of magic. My favorite one is actually, frankly, on Wikipedia and says uh, it's an ancient praxis rooted in sacred rituals, spiritual divinations, and or cultural lineage with an intention to invoke, manipulate, or otherwise manifest supernatural forces, beings, or entities in the natural incarnate world. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that this definition is the be-all, end-all in any way, um, especially because it contains the word supernatural. And while I do absolutely believe in magic, I think that the word supernatural is a misnomer because it is not supernatural, it is natural. Uh, and like the age-old practice of human beings to try and influence their lives through the use of ritual uh, and focused attention, uh, that's not supernatural, it, it is natural, like there is nothing that I'm aware of outside of the laws of nature. I think the laws of nature are a little mysterious and maybe we don't know everything about them and I'm perfectly comfortable with that. So a question that I've gotten uh, several times is, are you Wiccan? No, I'm not. And, but I do identify as pagan. So I'm just a filthy heathen. And the difference is this. Paganism and pagan as a term is very old, and in its broadest sense, it was used near the end of the Roman Empire to describe uh, anyone who wasn't a Christian, basically. And the etymology of that word uh, means civilian or rustic, or, you know, like country folk. And um, sure, I can get on with that. Whereas uh, Wicca is a religion that was um, kind of coined and I was about to say created, sure, by uh, Gerald Gardner around 1953 and borrowed from a lot of uh, pre-Celtic paganism traditions 
And uh, that is what popularized the wheel of the year, which I do, I do observe. And that's part of what we're talking about today, because Embolc is one of the festivals on the wheel of the year. I'm just totally giving you this bird's eye view of uh, witchcraft. But uh, are all Wiccans pagan? Yes, because pagan is a big, broad umbrella term that, as I've said, basically means um, non-Christian. But that also means that not all pagans are Wiccan. So I'm not going to go into a whole description of every festival on the Wheel of the Year. That's um, a very much longer podcast than what I'm prepared to offer today. Uh, today I want to talk about Imbolc. Imbolc is uh, February 1st. It is one of the festivals on the Wheel of the Year. Uh, and it's derived from uh, an ancient Irish festival marking the beginning of spring. Also borrows heavily from Nordic traditions, although it was a different time of year, clearly. Uh, the etymology of Imbolc uh, comes from the Old Irish meaning in the belly, because this is around the time, around February 1st, where the ewes are lambing. I love that that's used as a verb. Uh, but they're either pregnant or they're giving birth to little baby lambs. And... Uh, so that's where that comes from. I think this is my favorite holiday. Uh, I look forward to it more than the others. It, there's not, you know, there can be a lot of pressure around like sacred days and uh, holidays. Like I was just talking about New Year's Eve being a pretty weird holiday and people get pretty weird with it because they put a lot of pressure on it. And I don't feel that around in bulk at all. And this day, and this festival, is set to honor the goddess Bridget. And Bridget has a fascinating history of um, people being very devout to her. I learned most of what I know about Bridget. I actually learned from a book that is no longer in print, much to my chagrin. I went to go look for it to buy it again, and it cost like a hundred bucks I think I managed to find some old worn out copy for 25, but you know, it's in the mail because I wanted to have it again. I read it years ago. It's called Devoted to You, written by uh, Judy Harrow, and it's about honoring deity inside of, you know, pagan practices. And there are a few chapters in there, and most of them I didn't really care for, but I loved the chapter on Bridget and learned a lot about her. So if we go back to ancient Ireland, where Bridget was revered as a goddess, and then Ireland was colonized by Christianity, and oftentimes people were, you know, put to death for following the practices of their four mothers. But what I love about the story of Bridget was that apparently she was so beloved by the Irish people that they refused to give her up. So the church didn't have a whole lot of choice, um, they canonized her and just made her a saint. They're like, well, they're not going to stop. And we can't kill everyone, so let's just canonize Bridget, and uh, then it'll be okay. We won't have to punish people for it. There is very little known about uh, uh, whether or not there actually was a woman named Bridget. Um, there's not a lot available about her history. But there's tons available about the goddess Bridget. Bridget presides over lots of things. Uh, childbirth, pregnant women, medicine, healing, wisdom, and the hearth. And what is so beautiful about honoring a goddess of the hearth? And there's lots of god of <laughs> lots of hearth goddesses uh, sprinkled across every culture. And why is that? Like, 
of course, there's gods and goddesses and entities um, dedicated to war and bravery and dying in battle. But also, there are so many deities attributed to guarding uh, the home and the hearth, because why else were we going to war but to be able to come home again? The hearth was the point. The point of all of it was to protect that which was most sacred, which was your own hearth, your own community. And as such, this is an excellent time of year to tend to your own home and your own hearth. So one of the ways of honoring Bridget and celebrating Imbolc is by getting your house in order, like repairing things that are broken, replacing things that need to be replaced, getting rid of things that aren't serving anymore, and basically cleaning your house. If you follow me on the gram, you will have seen that I have been kind of like preparing for Imbolc by a massive cleaning frenzy, which I don't do often. I'm talking baseboards, polishing everything, getting the dust out, um, out of corners as well. And I love it. It's just such a, such a simple human way to honor ourselves and to honor a spiritual practice by taking care of your home. A little bit more about Bridget. Her colors are black, white, and red. The red is important, like lifeblood, menstrual blood, um, the seeds of certain plants, flowers. And Bridget uh, has a love for food, food that is wholesome and nourishing. Milk is often associated with Bridget and um, some people leave milk out for her as a symbolic gesture. Another thing I love about Bridget is that um, being as she is like presiding over things like the home and pregnancy and healing, you would think that maybe she was kind of a demure, thought of as a demure kind of um, entity, but her nature is actually quite fiery. There's nothing lackadaisical about this deity. Like, she means business. She's like, if if it's not serving, it's time to let it go. And you need to get your house in order. And you need to make food that is nourishing to you and that brings you joy. And you need to just get your house into a place that rises up to meet you. Uh, that's something that a childhood friend used to say to me she was much older I think she was like 50 when I first met her and she said your your home should rise up to meet you and if it doesn't make it so so in preparation for in bulk I am getting all the dust out of here and then I'm going to go take it to the outside and I'm going to trim the bushes that need to be trimmed and to help them grow better and I look forward to making the little seedlings uh, for the moonflowers and the morning glories. But that won't be until March. But, you know, I'm thinking about it because it makes me happy. Other ways that you can honor Bridget and celebrate in bulk, other than, you know, cleaning your house and repairing things and replacing things, 
are to ceremoniously on February 1st sweep the threshold. Uh, It's also popular to light a candle in each window uh, the night before or the night of. You know, it doesn't matter. Do Do it when you feel called to do it. Put a lit candle in each window as a symbolic welcoming of Bridget into the home in the hopes that, you know, she will enter and bless this home. You can also make a Bridget's cross. I've never actually made one, but I'm gonna this year and I'm super excited about it because I'm gonna go down to Edisto where my mother lives and she's right on the marsh. So there's lots of um, seagrass there and that can be used. And once I realized that, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited to do this. I will put um, a link in the show notes um, on instructions for how to make a Bridget's cross. And traditionally, you would hang this cross after you've made it above a door. Doors are, of course, where we enter and exit a building. And they're also symbolic of the doors and the veil between worlds and between those who have passed and those who are still with us. So you can hang your Bridget's cross over the door for a year, and then next in bulk, you can light yourself a fire and burn the old one and make a new one. I love the catharsis of burning something that's been hanging in your home for a year as a way of releasing the year that has come and gone, as well as welcoming in the new one. uh, We can't always be adding things, adding and adding, adding habits, trying to build new habits without getting rid of the old shit that is no longer in service. So I I love that about Embolg just as a yearly reminder. I have the rituals around getting rid of what no longer serves and like taking that time to look very clearly at the world that you're living in, the home that you're living in, and making choices like this has got to go and that way there will be room room to breathe room to bring in new things another way that i love to celebrate in bulk is by baking bread and i will be doing this on the first i am not a master baker by any means i messed it up more times than i can count and i missed the whole sourdough craze during the global panini i did not participate And uh, while I was in Ireland, Ashling, she taught me a lot about baking bread and creating your own sourdough starter. And I'm having such a hard time with it. It's it's not going well, but I'm going to keep going. The the recipe that I'm going to use to bake bread is the same one I've been using for uh, over 20 years. And it was given to me by my coven sister, Mel, and it's called sandwich bread. It's spelled W-I-T-C-H. Uh-huh. Get it? Sandwich bread. So I'm going to put that recipe up on the Patreon on Sunday. So it'll give you time to collect the things that you need if you want to follow that uh, recipe. It's pretty idiot proof. Like uh, I'm going to update it with <laughs> all of the mistakes that I made. Um and be really intentional with it. So that's going up on the Patreon. The sandwich bread recipe, it'll be up on Sunday. So patrons, enjoy. I know a lot of you already bake bread on Imbolc because, you know, birds of a feather, we just kind of find each other. 
And if you're not on there, I'd love to have you, of course, if you get down with that kind of thing. I guess a question uh, that I feel like is hovering is like, why is this particular deity important to me personally? Uh, I didn't even know about her until I got to college and my coven sister Shannon told me about her and we started really intentionally honoring her in practice around in bulk and working her into our rituals together. So since she was beloved of a coven sister of mine, I endeavored to learn more about her. And that's when I found um, that book devoted to you, which had so much good uh, information and good stories about Bridget and just how she presides over the hearth and how important that is in our lives. Like, why else are we going to war if not to protect the hearth? Why else are we going to work if not to provide for the hearth? The point of war being to come home. And this reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. Um, This is from Hero, the movie uh, released in 2002. A warrior's ultimate act is to lay down his sword. Oh, so good. Presumably then to go home and enjoy um, a long life into hopefully old age. Personally, I was very resistant to how much I actually did crave home. Uh, I, like I learned all of this about Bridget in college, and then all I wanted to do was travel. And then I studied aerial, and then all I wanted to do was travel and do aerial. So I did that for years and years and years. And something really started bugging me because what I realized I wanted was to go home and like to have a home. And that gave me kind of a identity crisis because I was like, if I'm not traveling around doing fabulous things and being an aerialist all over the world, then who am I? And it was just, you know, a little bit of ego poison and uh, it took me a while to get over it. But once I did, and I realized what I really wanted was a home and I could, you know, you're allowed to travel when you have a home, you can leave it and then you can come back. So I always revered the hearth, but I wouldn't quite let myself for a while. And then once I gave myself permission to do that, um, I felt kind of silly, but I am silly. So in closing, I want to share with you uh, a a blessing that I found, uh, St. Bridget's Blessing. You can just call it Bridget's Blessing. However, it cooks your oatmeal the best. And yeah, I just came up with that right now. So Bridget's Blessing. May Bridget bless the house wherein you dwell. Bless every fireside, every wall and door. Bless every heart that beats beneath its roof. Bless every hand that toils to bring it joy. Bless every foot that walks its portals through. May Bridget bless the house that shelters you. And regardless of whether or not you observe in bulk, um, I hope that you have enjoyed this tiny window into rituals that I cultivate in my own life. And I hope that you have such rituals that make you feel connected to um, a, a timeline that goes back and back and back and back and I hope that you have rituals that make you feel pleasure in the simple acts of owning 
your own space. And I don't mean that as in like being a homeowner. I mean, taking possession of the environment that you live in and that you wake up in. A very happy in bulk to all of you. Thank you so much for listening. I am super curious to know how it lands with you, if it does land with you. So I'm always open to your thoughts and your feedback. Do you want more of this? Because there are eight festivals a year. I can do this eight times a year, no problem. You can reach me at uh, Rachel Strickland Creative on Instagram or on Patreon. I am not hard to find. And your words are always welcome. I just wanted to say thank you for spending this time with me. Springtime is coming. I know we are still in the clutches of winter, but it is not going to last. It never does. Also wanted to wish you a happy first day of Black History Month. And I'm going to put this in the show notes because it's badass. I like to uh, educate myself during February about figures from Black History that I didn't know anything about. If you've never heard of Robert Smalls, that man is a legend. I'm going to put um, a link. So if you don't know who Robert Smalls is, you are in for a treat. Like, amazing. And with that, I will leave you. Um, May Bridget bless you. And don't go back to sleep.